No ketchup. No ketchup. Bears Week 12 recap. Welcome in. No catch up Chicago. Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. The boys with me, Big Nick the Quick, Eli Cabron. It's Bears Week 12 recap. I'm ready to jump right into it. I don't have anything nice to say. I don't have any any positives from the game. I don't have anything positive from the situation. It's good to be back on the mic. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Same same, uh, same story. Bears at Green Bay, and the Bears get smoked on national television. Um, I said it last night. I tweeted it. I got excited for the game last night. Uh, I can't help it. I literally tweeted. This is my exact tweet. I said, I'm getting excited for the Bears game. I can't help it. I'm so stupid. And... Right on schedule, they got smoked. Big Nick the Quick, I feel like you got, I feel like you're locked and loaded this morning. I could already feel it. You seem a little serious, but I, I'll give my, before we jump into it, I'll give my, my first take on it is it feels very Bulls like. The, the franchise and where we're at feels very Bulls like, where it's hopeless. The fans don't think anything's going to happen. I'm one of those fans. Uh, We have to clean house from the president down. President has to go. The GM then has to go. The coach then has to go. And we need to, we need to rebuild from there. Big Nick, the quick, how are you feeling after the game? Bears? What was it? 40, 41, 24, 41, 25, I think 41, 25. (sighs) Yeah. And obviously a lot of that, like the bears like to do came late. Um, yeah, I mean that was uh I'm not I, I number one, I was at no point in the day excited about watching this football game. No point during the week, no point during the year really was I looking forward to this particular matchup. Um, especially with the way things have been going for the Bears. I had zero confidence in the Bears' ability to win this game or really even put up any type of fight. So the result to me as far as losing and losing by 16 points isn't surprising. Um, I think what was surprising to me was probably the fact that the defense just just laid down, you know, came out right before the game that Hicks wasn't going to play. And to me, especially in that second quarter, the defense had just given up. They were, they were just like, fuck it. I think at one point in the game, the Packers had had, I don't know if we had played 16 minutes of football, the Packers had had it for 14 minutes of that. So, I mean, they were just doing whatever they wanted to offensively. Aaron Jones was picking up. Nine, ten yards of carry. Aaron Rodgers was was hitting Devontae Adams any which way you liked it. They were getting Devontae Adams out in all different types of mismatches, getting Cleo Mack on him, getting Danny Trevathan on him. Obviously, Rodgers was hitting him open. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just a, that was embarrassing. 
is kind of what that one was, man. That was just an embarrassing loss for the franchise uh, on national TV, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. And so it, I'm not like, I'm not mad this morning. I'm not like, it, it's just par for the course, but you know, this is, this is, this is what you expected. If anybody expected anything differently, if anybody expected like a bounce back, I was making jokes on Twitter about the 10 God resurgence. I don't, I don't think anyone thought that I was serious on that. Um, and this is just kind of what we expected. I will say there were some spots that Mitch, Looked competent, um, yeah. but overall, yeah. I think uh, kind of what you said about we got some garbage points late. I was reading on Twitter, uh, sixteen of twenty touchdowns have come for the sixteen of twenty touchdowns for the Bears have come when trailing. So that's an insane number. So in other words, what twenty touchdowns? I, no, no, <laughs> no I, besides the 20 touchdowns, 16 of them have come when we're behind. That's so, dude, we're not even, it's just incredible. It, I mean, we've scored 20 touchdowns. I mean, five or six of them have been when we we're even in striking distance of the team that we're playing. It's craziness. Cabron, how you feeling? Uh, yeah, so I, I compared this game last night to, um, remember when we used to all be able to go out to bars? And you'd have a friend that was like, wants to take a shot and you're like, not really feeling it. But then they, they order that shot that you just can't stand. <laughs> yeah. For me, for me, that's Jaeger. And last night was like a shot of Jaegermeister. Like you knew before it was going to be awful. Then you took it and it was awful. And then you felt like shit afterwards. Like, yeah, at no point was that enjoyable. Like, like Sean said, I don't know why we get our hopes up for stuff like that, but it just always falls flat on our face. And Nick, like you pointed out, the defense just did not come to play at all. They were not interested in tackling anybody. They had as many sacks as the three of us did, as many quarterback hit. They didn't even put a hand on Aaron Rodgers' jersey all night. So yeah. when you do that, you have no chance of winning. Like the, the game plan was shot by the time that the game started. Listen, listen, the whole team is trash from top sure. to bottom. The whole team is garbage. The defense is garbage. We we didn't we didn't put enough uh, respect on Fangio's name. Honestly, as much respect as he we were giving him, we didn't give him enough because these guys didn't play last night. They don't care. The team, yeah. it's it's and it's almost. I understand Hicks was out, and that, and that's a big deal. But I mean, is it that big of a deal? Like yeah, that that, that shouldn't he, be like the only thing that. Yeah, Exactly. It's, if he's out, we, that doesn't mean we give up 40 points because, listen, he went out the week prior and then all of a sudden Minnesota started doing whatever they wanted. He was out He was out uh, last night. Aaron Rodgers didn't break a sweat. Nick texted me and said Aaron Rodgers isn't even trying, and he wasn't. Yeah. It was that easy. He was – he just – he they blew our doors off yesterday – Fangio has no doesn't have the defense hyped up to do anything. Pagano. The offense is yeah, Pagano. I'm sorry. Yeah, Vic um, had his own problems yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Vic has some issues. <laughs> yeah, Dude, at least he had an excuse though. Like yeah. <laughs> the Bears had no excuse. Seriously. So I know, man, and, and I want to go back to what I said about uh, earlier when I when I opened the show. This feels very bullish. Like I I feel like I don't want to watch these guys anymore. I want nothing to do with these guys until. We clean house and make some changes. I, the that's the only way anything's going to get done here. Also, this is by far the worst the season could have went. We start the season five and one. Now we've lost five straight. We're five and six. 
And now you're going to have a coach who's fighting for his job. They're going to be trying to win a couple games, and we might squeeze out another W, maybe even two. We're going to end the season with six or seven wins, and then we're going to be picking in the middle of the draft, and then we're going to then we're going to start a rebuild, hopefully, with no coach, no no GM, hopefully no president, and then we have like a uh, an 18th pick. It's time to get rid of. It's time to get rid of every single person not named uh, Jalen Johnson. Eddie Jackson, Kyle Fuller. Who else Roquan, did I name? Roquan. Roquan, Komet, just because he's on a rookie deal. And, I don't know, maybe White here. Montgomery was okay. No, sucks. Montgomery can go. They um, all can go. Well, listen, Matt Nagy can be fighting for his job all he wants to over the next few weeks. That doesn't necessarily mean the team's going to win. I'm, I'm not worried about that either because in these weeks that it mattered and they really needed to get wins – they couldn't even come close to it. So to say that, oh, he's going to be fighting for his job, so that might mess up our tank or us losing games, I'm not concerned. I don't see the path to victory for this football team. Like, I really can't see them going into a game we're at, at this home, point. We're at home against the Lions next week. We Great. Played, we play the Jaguars. Like, these are, I, the I, teams, these, that, these, those are teams that we can beat. And if yeah. those teams happen to score three touchdowns, we're in deep shit. I don't know. I don't know what. What do you mean the teams that we're supposed to beat? We are the teams that teams are supposed I to didn't beat. They're supposed to be. I said uh, we can beat. Okay, because we are the teams that teams are supposed to beat. So I don't feel confident in any game with how this is going because it's falling off the rails. It's getting worse. And remember, the difference between earlier on and now is the defense isn't going to be playing for anything. So performances like yesterday are going to become the norm. They're not going to be playing their ass off like they did for the first ten weeks of the season just to have the same result. These guys have checked out. You know the deal. These guys are mentally in Cancun, all of them. It's over with. So I'm not, I'm not, I, I, we could go, we could have Detroit come here next week and we could lose. Maybe they're feeling themselves after Matt Patricia gone. That seems to happen to a lot of teams who have fired their head coach, right? The Falcons fired their coach. They start winning some ball games. Maybe with Matt Patricia out the building, that team is inspired. There's some talent over there, right? Maybe with Jacksonville, I don't know. They just fired their GM yesterday. Maybe they'll fire Marone today. Maybe they'll have an interim come in and that guy's trying to win some ball games against a Bears team that does not care and checked out and cannot score points if they wanted to. So Nagy can be as motivated as he wants to. I don't see how he's going to produce any points with this bunch. It's just going to get worse. I think, I mean, I feel like we've had the same conversation each of the last five episodes because they keep losing, but the Bears have just a bleak future. Like there's no path forward that is promising starting in 2021 because they don't have the quarterback settled and they don't have a coach that can lead them out of this and a general manager that that's going to make the picks. Like you look at Jacksonville. Yeah. Mike Glennon is starting, but they're going to have the number two pick in the draft or something. And they're going to get Trevor Lawrence. And by next year, they could be a solid team. Like the bears, as we keep talking about, are going to be stuck in the middle with no real salary cap space to do stuff. And they're going to be decent enough that they're going to justify keeping either pace or Nagy. And, and I just don't know what the path forward out of that is. I listen, and I get it. There's no, there's no salary cap space, and it's not very flexible. Find somebody that can fuck it, make it flexible. Find somebody that can move everyone with dollars off of the team. Go find anybody with talent, Khalil Mack. Move them off the team. Go stack as many draft picks as you can. F- figure it out. Find someone that can figure it out and make the team. Listen, this is what we always talk about. I don't, I don't care if the team is complete bottom of the barrel trash 
next year. Because at least that means we're moving towards something and trying to get some pieces to, to be competitive. Dog, this middle-of-the-road bullshit that they're trying to sell us that we have enough to win anything and do anything is complete garbage. This is a this this team is a this is a one win football team. We should have two one or two wins max. We've somehow stumbled into five, and now we've lost five straight. Lose the rest of the games. Lose the rest of the games. Move who you need to move. Stack start to stack draft picks and clean house. I understand it's going to be a difficult job, but yo Nick, and you were right, bro. Like. I think I did kind of fall into the lure of being like a Chicago Bears fan. Like, oh, why wouldn't you want to come here? It's like, you're right, bro. You, This team is did you, ass. Did you watch Deshaun on Thursday? This, this franchise is ass. Did you watch Deshaun on Thursday? That's where I'm going if I'm Eric Bieniemy. I'm not going to the Chicago Bears. No, I yeah, you're right. <laughs> hey, I want to go coach that guy. I don't care what your cap situation looks like. I want to go coach that guy because at least there's something there to build on. So, yeah, I mean – I don't to Eli's point. Yeah, it, it's bleak. Why would you want to come here? I mean, obviously, it's an NFL head coaching job. It's an NFL GM job. There's 32 of them, and it's the job of a lifetime. You're going to get somebody, and you're going to get somebody good, hopefully, right? But if you're talking about these cream of the crops, like we talk about at the enemy, this guy's going to have any job that he wants: the Jets, the Bears, the Texans, whoever else, the Cowboys. Any job that he wants that's going to be open at the end of the year, he's going to be able to pick. When you look at it, the Bears is down towards the bottom. Outside of the fact that it's Chicago and it's the Bears, there's nothing going for it. You have a 31-year-old defensive end that you just signed to a $70 million contract. That's literally a zero, right? You got your other defensive end who's a Hall of Famer, but you got to figure out if it's even worth having him on the team anymore. You got talented guys on defense, but will they still be affordable and good when your team is good offensively? You have no offensive line. You have no quarterback. You have no running back. You have a receiver who you need to figure out what you're going to do with him as far as a contract. Your number two receiver is a rookie. He did a good job, but he is a number two, right? You have a, a rookie tight end that you don't really know what he is. Like, there's just so many question marks on this team if you come over here. If you're a GM, it might seem enticing because it's like, yeah, hey, maybe I, they give me, you know, free reign to blow this thing up. But this, this, I don't see, it's not like a couple little tweaks here with the Bears. It's not like you're the Cowboys. It's like, oh, wait till we get Dak back. You know what I mean? That's that's not the situation here. This is this is a full and complete total rebuild and figuring out who you're going to take forward with you. And there might not be that much. I mean, last night was a perfect example of like two different ways to build a team. And the Bears are clearly stuck in like 2002 trying to replicate what the Ravens did with Trent Dilfer, like strong defense, manageable quarterback, good running game, tight ends. Meanwhile, the Packers have this all-world quarterback. They've invested in the offensive line to protect him. They've invested in the defensive line and the secondary to get after other teams' quarterbacks. Like It's a passing league, and the Bears are still stuck in this idea that defense and running game is going to win them a championship. And you can see what path that's leading them on, like to nowhere. They're, they're going to be stuck in this 5-9 to 10 or 5-9 win range, depending on what happens this final month of the season. But there's no path forward with the current roster. The, the Packers were fine to let Jimmy Graham go and probably excited that Ryan Pace gave him two years and $10 million to be a statue in the red zone that doesn't jump for balls anymore. Like the bears are just outdated and their model of trying to win just doesn't work anymore. 
Well, maybe maybe they're not outdated though, because wasn't that the point of hiring Matt Nagy, and wasn't that the point of moving up to draft Mr. Bisky to take well, yourself out of that realm? So maybe they they're not outdated. They just failed. They tried. They 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 had the the right idea. They wanted to move into twenty twenty football, but you did it with you picked the wrong coach, you picked the wrong GM, and you picked the wrong quarterback. You tried. Matt Nagy was supposed to be innovative. Mitch Trubisky was supposed to be a modern era quarterback, right? Matt Ryan Pace is supposed to be a forward thinker. You failed. You just missed on all three. And you know what happens when you miss on all three? You get fired, all of them, and you start it over. That's where we're at. I mean, yeah, I agree with you 100%, uh, Big Nick the Quick. Uh, Matt Nagy on uh, job security, and I quote, I just think that right now with our team, what uh, that this stuff through the season, that this is the stuff of season that you go through. It's about fighting adversity. It's about building culture. It's about staying together. Man, Aggie yeah. is a part like he would be a great like next door neighbor. Like he he's just like a, a <laughs> chill dude that like would like drink beers with you outside. But like he's not a good football coach. Like yeah, you want to go build through adversity, but they're not building anything. Like they they just keep hitting this adversity and falling flat on their face. There's nothing being built. Like yeah, he can say the right things, but that's not meaning. There's no action behind it. And this isn't stuff you go through. I'm looking at the stat right here. The Bears are the second team in NFL history to lose five in a row immediately after winning five of their first six. <laughs> so that's only in, in, in all the years of the NFL, only one other team has <laughs> gone through this. So it's not stuff that you go through. <laughs> right. just, you don't go through this. Hey, man, it's a five game winning streak. I hate when that happens. Like, or losing streak. I hate when that happens. Like, no, that's not. That's what happens with bad football teams because only one other team has done it. And that happened in 1967. Yeah, it's just, stop it. It's stop un- the cap. Hey, Matt Nagy, stop the cap at the press conferences <laughs> big time. Yeah, it's uh yeah, I, I agree. I I want to play that Trubisky intro again because I got some I got some thoughts on that. Let's go, bring it tight, bring it tight, bring it tight. Smell what you got in here. Bring a little heart with you tonight. Bring a little heart. This game's about will. What are you willing to do for the guy next to you? Bring that. Hey, say what you want about Mitch Trubisky. And I've said a lot of things. I felt that that was very genuine. And I felt that it was it was good to see him fired up and, and have the heart to get out there, talk in front of the guys before the game like that. Because he didn't have to do that. And he did. He's just not good enough. Like he he wants to be good. He 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 says all the right things, or he tries to say all the right things. He got put in a in a in an impossible position, getting picked second in the draft, getting traded up for, and then guys behind him are going to be Hall of Famers that are picked. So he's in an impossible position. He's just not good enough to to make things happen. So I I felt like those words were genuine. Nick, did you feel like he was reaching and just trying to like? make some noise or did you feel like that was a genuine no it was definitely genuine we've never heard a bad thing about mitch the guy and we've always heard the teammates like him he's inspiring he's got a great attitude he's a he's you know tries to be a leader does the right things involved in the community all that stuff that's all great man he can't play football yeah so i thought i thought it was cool you know he's trying to inspire guys one thing with these pregame like speeches and hype speeches like You've played sports like you, 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 by the by the by the first snap by the kickoff, you do not remember anything that any of those people said to you. You're not no. like, oh man, I'm gonna go hard on this fucking on this punt team because Mitch Mitch told me it's in here. Like it's not 
that's not happening. And clearly they didn't listen to his message because they came out and laid an egg immediately. But no, I think it's real. Look, man, he's a good kid. I don't, I don't wish it's not like it'd be a lot easier if he was an asshole, right? Like if we, it'd oh be a lot God, easier yeah. if this was Jay Cutler and you could just be like, Hey, look, man, he's a, he's a piece of shit and he sucks at quarterback. But bitch, like, yeah, you, you want the kid to do well, man. Like you, you could tell this bothers him and it's, 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 it is what it is, but this is not a feelings factory. You know what I mean? This is not, not how is Mitch Trubisky the guy. It's how is Mitch Trubisky the quarterback. And he, he's, he's not good enough, but it's, it's a, it's a full 306. I think what happened though, removing Mitch from the situation these last six or seven weeks allowed you to get a full scope of everything that's wrong with it because as long Matt Nagy actually did himself a huge disservice by benching Mitch because when you really when you took Mitch away and we talked about it you pulled away your safety blanket you pulled away your built-in excuse right you could always blame it on Mitch when you pulled him away all the cracks started to show everything else that you weren't good at right regardless if this is the quarterback that you wanted or not in foals everything else about you as a head coach was exposed whether it was the fact that you couldn't keep your team disciplined, the fact that your team leads the league in penalties, you can't score offensively, your defense seems to quit in certain spots, all of that was exposed. So Matt Nagy, thinking that he was saving himself by benching Mitch Trubisky, actually did a huge disservice to himself, and you really saw all the problems that were there for this football team. So you can't just blame it on Mitch. It's, it's a full – this is a full failure. It was I mean, just Mitch was so glaring before that you couldn't, you know – and the offense was worse with Foles under center. Like it, it, turned out, it turned out that the playing the playing the backup card was not only Nagy's safety net, but it was the wrong decision. Like say what you will about Mitch, and I agree that he seems like a good kid that works hard and he really wants it bad. He's just not a talented enough quarterback to win in the NFL. But he's still he's better than Nick Foles in twenty twenty. Like he he does more for your team than the guy wearing number nine. Like that was the wrong decision that Nagy made and it has cost the Bears because they probably would have won at least one of those games in this five-game losing streak if Mitch had been under center, in my opinion, at least. And I was wrong, too. I thought that going to Foles was the right call, and that has backfired horribly. I think we had to – well, this is the thing. Pace kind of backed us into that. We had to take a look. He was obviously just as bad as he was the year prior, maybe even worse, wasn't showing any flashes of getting better. You went out and traded for this guy. We have to see him. We right. have to we have to play Nick Foles in that spot. Absolutely. So now we saw him and now we're back to Mitch. They both stink. They're both they're both not NFL quarterbacks. Do you know what's amazing? Like the way that this year is rolled out, it's unfathomable to me that Doug Peterson and Nick Foles beat Bill Belichick and Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. I was you know, I mean, like, last night. It's just like how did where did what like if you look at the Eagles mess and you look at the, uh, the, the Nick Foles, it's like these two guys won a Super Bowl. Like these two guys won a Super Bowl. This this bozo head coach and this doofus at quarterback. Like these two guys. Nick Foles won Super Bowl MVP throwing for like 500 yards. Like that's incredible <laughs> to me. That makes no sense. Like you cannot tell 2020 that that happened because that yeah. makes no sense at all. Yo, yeah. that Philly uh, that Philly team was good that year. Clearly, they were, they were really good. And yeah. it was Doug Peterson had his best day ever coaching. They coached, were really coached good. a masterpiece and has not coached well since. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, a hundred percent the wrong move. You're hundred percent right. Like it, the offense got worse. They showed the the numbers. What was already a historically bad offense somehow got worse when you put in falls. And I, I I agree with you. I think they would have won at least one of those games because uh, it's crazy. We're saying this. At least Mr. Trubisky is like 
quarter way competent. Nick Foles is awful. Yeah. I think uh it might be a blessing in disguise, man. Say we say we went and got Jameis and oh. we're but we're then we're then probably a seven or eight win football team for sure. And then we're in the middle of the pack again. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise. With an elite or, defense though. You think they would? You think, you think those think guys would be are, elite if if we had a good team, a good, I, off, a better offense? Yeah, I think the difference between Foles and Jameis is Jameis has touchdowns with his interceptions. Right, right. <laughs> he's one for one. Right. I right. give one. I give it. I take it. You know what I mean? But he's, he, Nick Foles just giveth. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, you think the D. So you don't think to talk about the D for a second. You don't feel like the D. Is bad. It's more just like they're checked out. And if we had a better a, a better offensive side, they would be better on on the defensive side. I think it's hard to play defense when your offense is that bad. I think it's deflating. I think I think by the the third quarter, and you've watched your offense go three and out, three and out, turnover, awful game planning, and you see nothing about it that's going to get better throughout the game and throughout the season that wears on you. I think last night was a hundred percent a culmination of that defense saying fuck it. They, they, they had no interest in tackling Aaron Jones yesterday. He was walking up the hey, middle listen, for nine yards. But, but I'll say this. We're coming off a bye. The opening drive of the game, the D's on the field first. They yeah. got turned over on from the first drive to the whole game. It wasn't like they were hanging in there tough like they were against Minnesota, and then it started to ra- unravel late, right? The defense showed up and was ass from the start. They went straight down the field their first two or three possessions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I feel you. That's not like something happened that made them go that way. Sorry, go ahead, Eli. I was just going to say, I don't think the game plan was good last night. They were just giving those receivers all kinds of space, and you can't can't let Rodgers pick you apart like that. We've seen this movie for 15 years. Like, what a – you have to get pressure in his face. You have to make him make decisions, and the Bears just don't have – if Hicks – like I said earlier, if Hicks is that important – that's a that's a concern because he should not. I mean, he's he's a very very good player, but if he's the linchpin to everything, like you've invested so much money on the defense that like how can it all collapse like a house of cards with one guy out? Like that just doesn't add up. And if I'm his agent, I'm like, yeah, hey, look, he missed the Colts game earlier in the year, and it made Phil Rivers look like a solid quarterback. Like. Yeah. It's not a coincidence that the defense falls apart when he's out of there, but like that's that's a concern if he's the only thing that keeps this team going. Let me ask you. A, let me ask you a tough question. I'll start with you, Eli. Is is Khalil Mack somewhat of a fraud right now? Yeah, I mean, I would say yes. The, given the money that they're paying him, he's not the impact player that we are expecting. Um, in 2018, when he first arrived here, I think he was. Last year, you saw it tail off a little bit, and this year, it's continuing. Now, that said, he's getting double teamed most times, and Robert Quinn is getting one-on-one matchups on the other side, and he's getting paid a lot of money, too, and not showing up. But, yeah, Khalil Mack has to be an impact player, and that, that's, that hasn't been the case. I mean, he got no quarterback hits. He wasn't in the backfield at all last night. It, it's not what you expect out of this guy that you invested so much money and draft capital in. So, yeah, I, w- I would say he's a fraud. Yeah, and I say In that I mean, sense, like, obviously, yeah. he's still a great player, but – he needs to deliver. Right. hundred percent. I was just going to say, I think right now he's a fraud. I think if he maybe went somewhere else and not, he he's for me, it seems like when shit's not going well, Khalil Mack is cruising. It, when, when, when it's time, when, when it's a, 
there's an opportunity where the team's playing well and he can make an impact, he will. If we're not going well and things aren't going well, Khalil Mack doesn't do anything. And it's been like that for multiple years now. And no one misses Akeem Hicks more than Khalil Mack. Right. Whenever, whenever, whenever Akeem Hicks isn't available, you can go ahead and circle that as a dud game for Mack. I, I 100% agree. He's not uh, holding up his end of the bargain this year. Um, I think last year he was hurt, so we kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt. He's healthy this year. And he's just not making the impact that a player of his caliber should. I mean, I'm watching Aaron Donald yesterday with just a ridiculous swim move and another swim move and getting to the quarterback and just wreaking havoc. And it doesn't matter what the hell else is going on around him. Um, So, yeah, Khalil Mack is not having that impact. The whole thing. It's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. Tear it all down. Trade Khalil. Find a way to do something with that Robert Quinn contract. If you got to eat it, eat it because that guy's trash buckets. Um, uh, he, dude, he got us. Yeah, it's crazy. But like I said, yeah, and I agree with you, Nick. I get it. There's no, there's no. The cap isn't flexible. Fucking make it flexible. Yeah. Get rid, get rid of. Come in here and do whatever you have to do to make it of it not it, it flexible again. Because and if it takes, this is the other thing. I think Bears fans are also smart enough to deal with. What what was the what was our biggest problem with the Bulls? They tried to sell us this bullshit team. We'll go get we'll go get Wade and Rondo, and we'll tell us that we'll, we'll we're we're going to be in the playoffs. Our goal is to make the playoffs. When the whole time we should have been rebuilding the team and blowing it up. That was our issue with the Bulls. The Bulls fans are are, are somewhat happy right now. It's because we have clear direction. We got new management. They're going to kind of take us in the right direction and kind of restart it. The Bears haven't got there yet, and they're going to try to sell us that this team and this we still have some hope to do anything, and that's not that's not true, and it's bullshit. Bears fans are smart enough to know if you blow up this team and we're ass for two years in a row, it'll be rough, but we could deal with that because we have some direction. Don't sell us this half-ass. We have a defense to do this, do that, and 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 be competitive because Aaron Rodgers has been in the division. We're never going to win the division with with him around. Unless we completely rip it down and show up and we have talent all over the roster. That's what we need to do. And the 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 biggest tragedy in all this is that the the window that we we didn't do anything with the defense that we had because there was a three or four solid year window where if we had an offense that was decent, we could have made a lot of noise. Yeah, I mean, I this, mean this, go Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, this is this was the last year of that window. In my opinion, I mean, that yeah. window started in 2018 and closed in 2020. <laughs> it's crazy to me that the Bulls are the most stable franchise in Chicago right now. Like, <laughs> and like, not even close. Yeah. Hold on. Be easy. Oh, he's, he, oh, we got a Sox fan in the Chicago, building. Chicago White Sox, other than the Tony LaRusso. With the Chicago. drunk manager? Like, get uh, out of here. Like, other, than, other than the, uh, yeah, but I'm saying if you, uh, <laughs> their yeah, fan base, yeah. Their fan base is not pleased. I mean, they're I don't want to speak to you, but yeah. They're pleased with the talent on the field, though, and they're pleased with the fact that there's so much talent on that field. Here's the thing. Are they trending in the right but direction? If you look at, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? You look at the White Sox versus, like, the Bears, and it's actually a good comparison. It's pretty clear what the issue is with the White Sox. We haven't started playing yet, so we don't know. Larusa could be a good manager, but if you're like that mad about it, it's like, hey, if this doesn't work, you fire Tony Larusa, and you still have 15 studs on the roster, right? Oh, for that sure. are young and under contract with the Bears. That's just not the case. You can fire all three. You can fire Pace. You can fire Nagy, and you can get rid of Trubisky, and you are still left with a myriad of problems on that team. So yeah, I know 
I don't know if the Bulls are the most stable, but the Bears are certainly the least stable yes. out of all of them. Right. And it's the, not even close. The Cubs are changing team presidents and probably selling half the roster, and they're in a better spot than the Chicago Bears, they're, who have no clear direction at all. No clear, no path to rebuild, no path to relevancy. There's no path to anything like Sean's talking about, just a path to mediocrity. Um, but it isn't a two-year thing. We have seen people flip a situation in one year. Look at Miami. You bring some smart people in the room who know what the fuck they're doing. You say, this is what we're trying to do. And shit worked out. You get to it, and now they're going to be great. And Flores looks like a but, great head coach. But Miami also played the long game. Like, they had <clears throat> Minka Fitzpatrick, and they were like, this team's not going to be good when Minka Fitzpatrick is ready to renew his contract. Let's flip him for a first-round pick. And yeah. now they have that draft capital. They have... Every time Houston loses, which hasn't been as much since they fired Bill O'Brien, but every time Houston loses, the Dolphins win because they have their first and second round picks this year because they took advantage of a horrible situation in Houston. But the Bears didn't think progressively. They're still, they have only their picks next year. Like they gave up a pick to get Nick Foles. Like when they could have signed Jameis for a third of the money and no draft capital. Like they're just not forward thinking. And that's why 2021 doesn't look to be much better than 2020 even if the faces are new all up and down the roster and in the front office. Yeah. I but, think. but I think we would be, okay, let me ask you this then. Would you be okay with that? If we got it, we had a new GM and a new coach and we were starting over. That's the question. I think it's like, be yeah. Okay with what? Okay. With being bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, as long as there's some, dir- I don't, yeah, I'm not, if, if there's direction. some direction, there's no direct, if you're bad right. for the sake of being bad, then yeah. I mean, like I think the way that, that Miami sold it, to their fans was, look, we're going to be bad, but there's three quarterbacks that we like in this draft. We're going to get one of them, and we like our head coach and our GM. We trust these guys. So, and 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 you saw, even if you were a Miami fan last year, we talked about it. If you watch that team and you watch that head coach, you're like, yo, there's no talent here, and these guys are fighting hard. This guy's doing some good stuff. He's a good yeah. defensive guy. I can see how when you substitute Joe Blow for a, a good player – this is going to start working here, right? So you saw the foundation of it. You can see that in basketball and NBA rebuilds. Like, okay, we see a foundation. We see the beginning of something. But the Bears are rudderless. There, there's no – we don't know. You know, like Sean's point, you might end up with the 12th pick in the draft, the 10th pick in the draft. So you're not going to get uh, my man's from Ohio State or Trevor Lawrence. You know what I mean? You're going to end up with Kellen Mond or some shit like that. And it's not like – I mean, we've talked about this so many times. It's not like the Bears are, are, are just a quarterback away. They have a lot of issues. Like, the offensive line is still awful. The defense is aging. Like, at some point, they're going to have to address those issues. Like, it's not like just a quick plug-and-play. Like, they have a lot of problems up and down the roster, which is why I think Pace has to be number one in the firing line. Though, Sean, you've mentioned the president. Ted Phillips, I worked at for the team. I've followed this team my whole life. I still have no clue what that man does or why he has a job, but he should be on the fire line as well if he's the one in charge of picking Pace and therefore Nagy. Dude, listen, if you're the president of a football mm-hmm. team and the football team hasn't done shit for decades plus in yeah. a row, and why you are you at the, the helm? You have no business with a job. Simple so, as that. Apparently, Ted Phillips, I was talking to my pops about this, and like he said, yeah, he's a money guy. And when the yeah. team needed money like 10 or 15 years ago, Ted Phillips was able to orchestrate some deal um, to bring in some like private money or some shit like that. And th- th- they're obviously loyal to him. But he claims to be a money guy who has nothing to do with football, but apparently he does meddle in some decisions. He's in all the meetings. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, when it comes to paying people, he's the one who's like, oh, no, we can't extend we Lovey or like we can't do that. We can't. You know, it's like, oh, I'm not involved in football until you want to until you want to cut a check. 
Um, that, uh, yeah. that I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not involved in football until, hey, oh, hey, what, what's this? Oh, no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about the favor thing. Or, oh, or he getting the money, when he got the money? He made some shit yeah, he got, him some, he got him some money. Yeah, he yeah. got him because the, the family business, they needed some cash. He orchestrated a deal for part of the sale of the team, and they got a quick influx of cash. But regardless, yeah, you need a team president. You need a competent GM. You need some football people in the building. Um. It, yeah, and it, I don't know if the Bears are, you know are going to get it. I'm telling you, this is the Chicago Bulls. This is fire guard packs. This is we need to. Th- these guys need to get so much heat that they need to feel like they have. They have to make a change. I, I think. I mean, I, and I think not having fans at Soldier Field is helping them this year because they would be hearing it loud and clear on Sunday when they came back to play the Lions, and there would be twenty thousand empty seats, and the other people there would be booing them. But that's not the issue. I don't know if the seats would be empty, but they but they'd be filled with people booing. I was at I was there in 2016. I think they played the the Browns, and it was like the week of Christmas, and there was I remember more, that game. There was oh, more yeah, empty, right. there was more we, empty we, seats than filled seats. We talked about that on a podcast, Sean. You we were like, "What would it cost for you to go to this Bears <laughs> yeah, game?" Right. In December? Right. And we were you're like, right. "There's there's zero chance you could get me to go to this game." Absolutely, that was like one of yeah, you're right. Episodes. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. I mean, may, I think it's supposed to be sunny on Sunday, so yeah, maybe people would show up, but like. The, the, that Jaguars game, the Mike Glennon revenge game in a couple weeks. There's what no if, one. What if Glennon comes in and just rips us apart with that, all that? I would net. find that so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Glennon just comes in and just shreds the Bears defense for like no, 400. That's, that's the other thing. It's like, dude, the Jags at home put up a fight against the yeah. Browns. Like, feisty. we're the only team not doing Like, we're yeah. getting rolled week and week. It, like, it's craziness. That's why when you say at home against the Lions and at home against the Jags, <laughs> yo, these teams are playing for pride. I mean, I, but also, yeah, our scale a new head coach. It's a different because if you look at the numbers, we didn't get rolled two weeks ago against the Vikings on Monday night. It was the offense couldn't do anything, yeah. so the the scale is just different for us. Like seven points seems like a blowout because that it's so hard for the offense to muster up that many points. Like for most teams, that's like not that's a within reach game, and for Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky, that's just like impossible. 19 yeah. points per game, y'all. 31st in the league behind the New York Jets, who are an actual dumpster fire. <laughs> Man, we're behind the New York Jets officially? No, no, Wait, no. They're, they're 32nd. We're 31st. Oh, yeah. okay. I was going to say, damn. you know, yeah. <laughs> I, knew, I mean, it is. But, but they haven't even bad. won a ball game, and their coach is getting up there lying, like, lying like there we, press conferences. Like we've talked about, if you remove garbage time, like the Bears would be dead last. Yes. The Bears have scored no – they've scored one offensive touchdown in the third quarter all season. That's almost impossible to do. Like you have to try to do that. Like it's wait and and aren't wait wait and just correct me if I'm wrong. And isn't that isn't that uh isn't that touchdown see uh Cordell Patterson kick return or is it no that was they had one special teams and one offense I think gotcha. yeah, offensive okay. touchdown yeah so whatever like sure okay. give them two yeah. offensive touchdowns <laughs> <laughs> um I got something for you guys real quick yeah I have a Quick, quick little thing of fun here. I picked up this stat yesterday, and I was shocked by it. And I want to see if either of you guys know it. Whoever gets it gets a coffee from me. Deal. Jay Cutler is first all-time in completions for the Chicago Bears. Do you know who's second? By the way, Jay Cutler has every single record you could possibly. Yeah, have. I know. Yeah, his record book. As I, mean, I was looking, it can this only up. be a couple. It can only be a couple people, right? It can I was, sho- I was, I was shocked can, as to who it was. It can only um, be Jim Miller or Eric Kramer. I'll go with Eric Kramer. Eric Kramer is fifth. Jim Miller is 16th. What? 
I will say Eli might have it. Oh, he looks like he might have it. Harbaugh? Yes. Wow. Jim Harbaugh. Jim, Jim. <laughs> I was that was I owe you a coffee. Next Bears head coach. <laughs> yeah. The reason that's why I looked it up because Eli uh Lidoff had mentioned that he thinks he's gonna be the next Bears head coach. I was just looking up Harbaugh and it's like he is second all time in the Bears in completions, third in yards. Um, yeah. Jim Miller so that, is fifteenth in completions. Yeah, I mean Jim Miller only played like two years on the Bears yeah. and didn't throw the ball. They weren't really a pass happy team under Dick Duran. Hey, <laughs> hey Jim, Jim Miller was like the Kyle Orton's before Kyle Orton. He's like the the, the Genesis. <laughs> Who's number three in completions? Yeah. Uh, uh, if you got it, Eric that. Kramer. Eric okay, Kramer. Eric Kramer. That's so it goes: Cutler, Harbaugh, Kramer, Luckman. Do you know who fifth is in completions? This tells you how bad we are as, as fucking. Football Kyle, time. Kyle Orton? No, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hundred hundred plus years. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Crazy. Do you know what Did Kyle Orton's that? record is as a Chicago Bears quarterback? Sixteen and I'm nine. so and I'm valid. Twenty one and twelve. I'm validated. <laughs> Kyle Orton, twenty one and twelve. But how much? But, how, but that's how like the Matt Nagy record. Like, yeah, exactly. No, stop. Kyle was involved. <laughs> no, fair. But did you see that stat last night on the game where they talk about who has thrown the most touchdowns in the Bears-Packers rivalry? And the, the leading passer for the Bears was Cutler with 14 touchdowns against the Packers. And meanwhile, the Pack Rodgers had 54 and Favre had 50. Like, <laughs> it's a whole different sport that they're playing. Like, yeah, it's I, yo, and I and I get it. It's, it's very good for TV, right, to hype up the rivalry. And oh, yeah. It's like Bears-Packers, and they play all this old footage and do all this <laughs> bullshit and have Jim McMahon intro the intro the game, and it's not a rivalry. They have destroyed us. They own us. They've owned us for decades now. They own us, period, point blank. It's not a, it's not a rivalry at all. <sighs> Some things got to change, man. I don't know. Man, it's this is so. I know I keep saying it, but it it's, it reminds me so much of the Bulls, where like I don't want anything to do with these guys until these the rest of these dudes are out. I don't want to watch the games. I don't really want. I don't want anything to do with them. What what is there anything we can hang on? Hey, the, the the best part of the night for me for the Bears was uh, that Jalen Johnson hit on uh, what's his name. The guy on the Packers was last night about Val- Val- yes, yeah. bro. He thought he thought his chest was broken. You saw him. He took yeah. his helmet off. He thought he, he thought his chest cavity collapsed. So that was that was a bright spot. You know, the Jay best thing of the night play. for me was uh, and has been on these Sunday night broadcasts is the fact. And maybe, Sean, you might know this as you play a quarterback. But the fact that there's no crowd now and with these mics, you can literally hear like Aaron Rodgers. Be like, hey, Marquez, come on over. Yeah. Yeah. Or like yesterday with Tom Brady, he's like, Gronk, Gronk, hot. Like, yeah. I think that's dope, dude. Like, you can really hear. And, like, it's funny because you listen to Rodgers and Brady and these guys are controlling everything. And then you listen to Mitch and it's just, like, basic, like, <laughs> downset hut pretty much. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, yeah. Rodgers, like, I was listening to Rodgers and Brady specifically and these guys, like, the amount of stuff that they're calling out at the line and, like, the conversations. Like, you never pick up him talking to his receivers. You know, you can see it on TV, but you never pick up what he's saying. But, like, Calling him out by name, literally because Marquez, come on, and so Marquez Vela's Scanlon, yeah. whatever the hell his name is, comes on in motion. He's like Devonte, you know, do this, and it's like that shit is dope. I thought I yeah. think that that is one cool thing that you've been able to pick up this year. Yeah, yeah that's been fun. The 
the the one it's you know what I thought about when since we're talking about just kind of ad libbing when Rogers looked over at Devontae and kind of just gave him like the nod and he he it was a, supposed to be a run play he just pulled it out and threw it to Devontae and Devontae picked up twelve yeah I'm like dog that's he they just picked up twelve harmony do you do you know what we have to do to pick up twelve yards <laughs> do you know what I'm saying like for him to just look over at Devontae Adams pull the ball out fire it him pick up 12 and go out of bounds. I'm like, man, you guys don't even. Was it not the most predictable outcome when Montgomery busts the longest play of the season, 60 yards on the first drive, followed by Komet almost fumbling, and then Robinson not being able to hold on to the ball in the back of the end zone? The most predictable outcome. I wanted to hit this. All right. A lot of talk on Twitter yesterday about Allen Robinson and saying that number one receivers win these 50-50 balls, and Allen Robinson has not won these this year. And I want want to come to his defense, and he has not won them this year. (laughs) So where are we on that? I mean, is that you think that that's valid? Um, I think he's been a couple. I think he's a number one wide receiver. Okay, but if if you say what you want about him, should should be coming up with these balls. Um, how about this? 50-50 50-50 balls mean you need to come up with them 50% of the time. He is coming up with them 0% of the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the definition of 50-50, and he's 0 for 4 or 5 or something. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, you would like to see him come down with some of these, but it's it's he's still a number one wide receiver. And if we're being honest, the, the play last night, he went up and over a guy's head. Right, and he just pulled, landed out of bounds. Yeah. yeah, pulled it over his helmet. It wasn't like he caught it with his hands clean and tried to come down and was stripped. He was he had to bring the ball over the guy's helmet back to his body, and he just couldn't get through all the arms. To his but, defense as well. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. That, that's all. His defense as well. He's open and he's thrown 50-50 balls by these quarterbacks. Like they shouldn't be as challenged as they are. So for sure, that's his uh, uh, tilt in his favor. Though he knew what he was signing up for when he he came to the Bears. <laughs> yeah. Yo, can you can you can you imagine our team arguing if we should pay Allen Robinson or not? Think about that five, a month, six weeks ago. We're we're debating if we should pay him or not. I I think to your point though, what you were talking about a couple weeks ago, why like, would he want to come back? I think that's where not. he is now. He hasn't said shit about his contract. He's like, you yeah. know what? I, I'm good. I want to go over there, play twelve. To what we've talked about with being cash strapped, is it worth having a number one receiver if you don't have a quarterback or an offensive right. line? Like, is right. that good? Is that smart spending? Right. That's a good point. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, man, it, should he be coming up with some of these? You would, you would hope so, but I still think he's a stud. So, <clears throat> what do you think? Al I think Robinson. he's a yeah, he's a stud, but he he needs to he's a if he's a playmaker, he needs to make those plays. No, I'm saying quick. Yeah, you think he should be coming down with, with, with more of these? Yeah, I think so. You, you you said it perfectly. If they're fifty fifty balls, he should be getting at least fifty percent of them, and he's not getting any of them. <laughs> so I think yeah. like you know, last night just kind of adds to it. And I remember I think it was earlier in the year when he had two it was a two in one game that Nagy kind of, you know, threw him under the bus a little bit about. So, yeah, I think he needs to make that play. And that situation, too, because the game was still, um, I guess, within reach. It was never in reach, but it was guess within reach. Uh, yeah, you got to make that play. Hey, Montgomery looked kind of quick. No, he's fucking got one <laughs> nah, gear. He's hey, one gear. <laughs> hey. So he one was, gear back. He was moving a little bit, though. But, yeah, he's uh... – One gear. He's uh, he's thunder for sure. Not lightning. Not lightning. Not lightning. About it. All right, boys. Bears are at home against the Detroit Lions next week. I don't can't wait. Yeah, it should be. Should be Stafford. 
That'll <laughs> yo. That's usually a game. I that's that'll be a game where the Bears win by like two touchdowns. What do you What do you do with Stafford? Uh, you trade him to someone that I, this is the thing. I don't know who would give up anything for him. Well, his right. contract. His contract is right because, like, you would think you'd have to find a team that needed a quarterback that was in contention. But teams in contention don't need a quarterback, so I don't know what you and do don't want to pay him thirty million dollars a year for, either for an old guy. Yeah, so I yeah, don't know. it's a good question. Is he fraudulent? No, Stafford is solid. Solid. Yeah, I agree. I think he's solid. Yeah, he's been solid. Fraudulent is Matt Ryan. Yes. Wow. Is that Correct. Ryan fraudulent? Is that Ryan Yes. an imposter? Imposter. He won MVP and he's been... For how much talent that guy has always had... Around him. He's never, ever, ever could complain about having skill players. And they just... Nah, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm with... Don't even get me started on Matt Ryan. <laughs> the Matty Ice, like the ice cold in his vein, like that's the worst nickname for someone that is infamous in choking almost every fourth quarter. Like it just <laughs> yeah. makes no sense. Yeah, I agree. For my guy Cody P, yeah, we talked about it, man. I think we're we're on retool the whole thing, tear it all down, build it back up, be bad so you can be good again. I think that's the key. Be bad so you could be good again. That's that's what you gotta do. And like Nick says all the time, in the NFL, you can get it done quicker than you can in the NBA or in baseball. It's, it's, it's been shown. It's been done. We've seen teams go from really good to really bad to really good. So that's it, boys. For Big Nick the Quick, Eli Cabron, I'm your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe everywhere. Bears Week 12 recap is a wrap. Bears at home against the Lions next week. No catch on Sports Talk Bears Chicago. We out of here. I had in the road with you on that Trubisky touchdown bet. <laughs> Which one? Out, the 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 Russian Trubisky to score, yeah. Yeah, I had him on. I just had that free bet, so I fucked with it. It put me at even for the day though, because I hit that Mooney and uh, the Trubisky rushing one. So, dog, you know what I? Uh, I'm such. You know what makes this even worse? So I had two free bets. I had three free bets yesterday that I had to use. I had two hundred dollar bets and a thirty dollar bet. I bet. Uh, I already had the rant, or I already had the Niners, so I but I bet the Niners money line, which took my free bet to a, which took my free bet to because it was pl- it was like plus, they were like plus two ten. Yeah. So that took my free bet to two hundred ten bucks, and then I had a fifty percent boost, so I I bet the two hundred ten dollar free bet on Rogers more passing yards. Than Trubisky, and I had and I had a and I had a boost from like minus one eighty to minus one nineteen, so that would have took the free bet to like four hundred bucks, and I didn't even think about like garbage time and yeah. Well, and when you know when those games where Rodgers comes out and thrashes people, it's usually like two hundred and twelve yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, like. Insanely efficient, like yeah, 20, he, like twenty one yeah. of twenty five. Yeah, he doesn't have these five six hundred yards passing games. It's always like, yeah, he's he's. Yeah, I yeah. didn't think I didn't think it through. He enough. just gets you with a couple. So, 
he fucking got me there. So I lost all my free bets.